Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Empowering Single Mom Podcast on today. Today is Friday. Thank you, Jesus. We have made it through the end of the week. So today is Friday. So I hope y'all are having an amazing day so far. I hope you got this morning. I was like, thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy and grace. It's new. So I have come to the conclusion I'm going to try to be more consistent with my podcast because you know, I've just been really busy and I just need to try to prioritize prioritize how I'm going to do my podcast or whatever. But today I'm going to talk about how it might be like a part two, it might be some parts to it, but I'm going to talk about how the devil almost had my mind. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I know my story where I talk about how I dealt with anxiety, how I had to overcome some things, but I'm going to tell y'all the back end of this story okay so you know um from louisiana i'm like in the middle so and i'm not gonna go into detail but it's like you know i've been through some things i was right when i was like maybe like 11 or 12 by my uncle who was married to my mom's sister which is like my aunt I, um, nobody believed me, for I say, besides my, my sister that was next to me, my younger sister, and my grandmother, who is no longer here, which is my mom's mom. Um, yeah, which is my mom's mom, yeah, my mom's mom. Um, um, they, they didn't believe me, you know, my own mother didn't believe me, but it, it took a toll on me, I'm really not going to lie, it took a toll on me. And then, recently, I mean, it's some stuff that happened to where a lot of stuff happened in my childhood. I done seen some things. I done been through some things. So I'm not going to go into that. Um, this is going to talk about me, basically. Um, I went through that period where nobody believed me. I went through, I really don't think people in my family, like my sister and them, really didn't know that I was trying to commit suicide. I wanted to kill myself. I just felt like I was a disgrace or I just felt like, I wasn't worthy no more. Yes, I, you know, I ain't perfect. I was no perfect child or whatever, but it was like, I just felt, so I used to go into the bathroom and take these curlers, like, you know, you curl your hair with them, and I would stick them to my face. Just stick them to my face and try to burn myself because I, I didn't understand. I never got help. And I think back then, back then, I felt like if we was to tell our parents or like we were depressed or something like that. I felt like we were like, there ain't nothing. You know, it, back then I felt like it wasn't to them. Whatever happened here stays here or whatever. That's how I see it and that's how I think that's how it was. Because I felt like if we would have said, Mom, I feel depressed. I don't know if she would have got us the help. I, I just don't know. So I really didn't say nothing. So I just went on by my life. I tried to commit suicide and I felt down for my whole time. Even though, yes, I had four friends and all this type of stuff, I still felt like I was nothing because somebody took my childhood to me, so I just felt like, what's the point? You know, what's the point? And I slept with dudes and stuff like that because I felt like I didn't have, yes, I had a dad in the household and people are like, you know, oh, I got a dad, but this, I, this is my thing. I have nothing against my dad. He's in Lord bless his soul. I have nothing against him. And I just felt like he did the best he could 
for what he had. You know, he just knew what he could do. My be um my dad wasn't like really like we wasn't like um how can I say he wasn't telling us how he supposed to act as girls. He wasn't he didn't do all that. He didn't tell us all that. So we really didn't know. We didn't know what it's like. Well, I never experienced what it's like to be a daddy's girl because um in I hate to say this, but I'm just trying to give you a little picture. My, um, it was just a very bad situation with my mom and my dad. Um, it was some things that I saw, and there's some things I was not going to tolerate if I was to ever get into a relationship. I mean, like, I'm not going to let nobody abuse me and beat me and stuff like that. That was just a no-go for me. Um, so I experienced that. I went through that, and that made me very fearful of my dad. I was like, if my mama said oh, we got, if we want to do something, go ask your dad. I won't ask. I would. I, I would tell my other sister, you better ask him. I ain't asking nothing, cause I was just so scared of him. And I think he knew that I was scared of him, cause um, I remember one day it was uh, him and my mom had an altercation or whatever, and I was I don't like I was always scared. I was always fearful of them getting into it because I was just this scared. You know, I was young or whatever. So, um, they had an case, And I remember my dad said, I was out there in the car. So I saw he was sitting in his truck. And I remember this like, <laughs> like it was yesterday. He said, Felicia, am I, I going to go to hell? And I was like, I don't know. Because I was young, I was scared. But when he asked me, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, which I didn't know. Cause I was like, I don't know. But I never had a relationship with my dad. I was just very scared of him. Just scared of him. Um, just very scared of him. Not, you know, I would never ask him for nothing. I was just scared of him. And then, you know, as life went on, whatever, I was growing up and different stuff. And then I met. <sighs> my kid's dad which I went through some things with him he was abusive he was abusive mentally physically everything everything it got to the point where um when he had my kids calling me the b word um you know they wouldn't say mom they would call me the b word and I had to correct that so one night i never forget um one night it was like he was talking about, uh, like he was talking about, oh, I gotta go, go out of town or something. I gotta go do this. And for some parent reason, even though I was not in church, even though I, my goal was to get back to Houston, that was my primary goal. I'm, I gotta get back to Houston. I'm going back to Houston. I don't care. I'm going back to Houston. This one raising me my kids. I had this whole dream. I had. I didn't have. I just had a goal that I need to get back to Houston. Why? Because I was so into Bishop Higginham. I want to get back to that church so bad. Every time I, I used to watch them on TV or whatever, I want to get back to that church. I was like, I gotta get back to this church because if I get back to the church, it's gonna help me, whatever. And I was in the church when I met their dad, but you know, being stupid and love and dumb, dumb days. I left the church. So I was like, this just being dumb. So I was like, okay. So one night he just we got into this argument. And it kind it got physical. It got physical. And he kept calling my sister, you better come get this B or whatever. I mean, just you know, whatever. And my kids saw that. 
my oldest one saw it. My daughter, I think she don't she don't remember, but she remember pieces of it. My youngest one don't remember nothing because he was young. But he kind of, you know, knew something was going on. So I was like, what the? So I, um, I guess somebody, she must call the cops, whatever, but the cops came. And he was like, it was rain. It was raining that night. It was, he was like, I ain't leaving. I was like, I ain't leaving because I got kids. I'm not going to have me because I ain't had no car because he, we had a car. But it's like, I couldn't drive the car. That's how controlled he was. I couldn't drive the car. I couldn't do nothing with the car. Whatever. If I drove the car, it, was, it had to be something that I had to do for him or whatever. I was like, this is some BS. But, you know, being dumb didn't really open up to my family, my sister, or nothing like that because it was none of their business. And sometimes they can be like very judgmental or whatever the case may be. That's why I never told. So. I was like, okay, I got to get out of this situation. And I, I prayed to God, said, God, you got to get me out of this situation. Because I said, that was my that was my deal breaker. Even though he had done stuff in the past, whatever, that was it. That it was when my kids saw it. Um, I was like, that's it. And I said, God, if you help me get me out of this situation, I will not look back. Meaning like I would not. So the next day I had to go to work. Yeah. And then... I got knocked at the door. I was about to get ready to go to work. And the man said, well, y'all got to be out by this weekend. I said, I'll be. I don't know if you're giving you half of the money. Making sure you. So what are you doing with the rent? So I was like, you know what? This is it. And I said, God, you got to open the door. So I went to told my job. And my job was like, please, you got to go find your place for you and the kids. Blase, blase. And I was like, okay. I said, okay. Who gonna, I was like, who's going to get me an apartment? So I was like, who's going to get me an apartment? So I found me an apartment about apartment or whatever put my deposit down because I not get my money so I had to call the car no people like look I need a give me can I pay it this month next month I pay double I had to rearrange bills so I did that so I moved into uh, me and my kids moved into an apartment and he was like I need to use your vehicle because at the time he had a vehicle but the vehicle got repossessed because I guess he Tell wasn't paying the car no. I'm giving you the money to pay the car no, pay the bills, whatever, but you're not doing nothing with the money. So I said, okay, let me do this like this. So one day, I said, me and my kids gotta get a car. So I took my whole paycheck. My check baby was like maybe five hundred something. I didn't care what I got. I didn't even care what it was. But I said I need a vehicle. So I went to this place. Drove out with a 2002 Dodge Caravan. Didn't even care what it was, what it looked like. I didn't care. And then, oh, I'm a driver. No, you're not going to drive nothing. You're not driving because it was mine. And I was like, okay, I got me a car. And then he was like, so then when he had he had to go to child support in Houston. But I was like, okay. So I, I told him no. Because at first I was like about to give it. Yeah, you can use it. You know, being stupid and dumb again. I said, no, you ain't used to, but then, but I had, like, some strong people behind me. You no, you ain't. Tell them no. We got you. If you try anything, we got you. We coming over there. We're going to beat them up. Because, you know, they knew the story. We're going to beat them up and all this type of stuff. I got people. You know, they said, I got people. I got you. So, <laughs> so he went on. He went on. So, that Friday, he left. Friday. Did I work Friday? I don't even, I took, they gave me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That Friday, Saturday, I moved out within a weekend, the whole weekend I moved out. This guy helped me move, put everything on that truck, and I just left him with the clothes, the bed, some food. I left him with the food. I didn't care. I I got up out of there. So nobody was not supposed to know where we moved. I think my did my sister know where we stayed at. 
I think it was, I think they were kind of, you know, they kind of had to get the mail transferred, everything. Life, I got everything transferred. Because I didn't care. That that chapter was going to be closed. I told God, if you give me out, I will not go back. Meaning like, close that chapter, boop, and don't open that back up. So I did that. Uh, long story, we went through all this ordeal where he tried to have somebody, bro- somebody break in on us or whatever. Nope. Then basically, because he was going to tell my sister, oh, she be back. She can't make it. <sighs> this is 2021, and I think I'm doing pretty good. So, long story short, as I, me and my kids was like, we stayed together. It was always just me and my kids. No matter what, one gets sick, we always stayed. All of us was in the hospital. It's always just been me and my kids. Holidays, birthdays, it's just always been just me and my kids. So, me being a single mom, ripping and running, going through stuff. So, my grandmother passed away. Which is the one that raised me. So, you know, she's like my mom, but she's not my grandmother. She raised me. So I was like, I couldn't even go to the funeral because I had three, not one, not two, not three, but three kids that were sick with the flu. And it was cold and snowing and all that type of stuff. So I didn't have the money, nor my vehicle was not in good condition. So I was not able to get to go to her funeral. So I said, God, just give me peace. I don't want to be stressed about it. Just give me peace about it. But in a way, I was mad because. She was supposed to be here when I graduated from school. She was supposed to be here when I get married. She was supposed to be here for those important events. I wanted her there. So I got mad at God. So, you know, I said I was okay with it, but truly, deep down inside, I was pissed off. It's like, how you gonna take my grandma? Because it was like, all I do, if I was going through something, I just get on the phone and call her. And it was just her voice was like, well, baby, just make sure you take care of you and them kids. That, and that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, okay, I got this. So whatever case may be. Okay, I, I can do it. I can do this. Yes, I can. Thank you, Jesus. So one night, it was cold. It was like, I think it may be around like 2013. I was like, I just woke up out of nowhere. Woke up out of nowhere. My body went from hot to cold. Boop, boop, went to hot to cold real quick. And my heart started racing. So it scared me. So I'm thinking I'm about to die. So I called, I was beating on somebody's door, nobody came to the door, so I called 911. Went to the hospital or whatever. Nothing, nothing was wrong. They couldn't tell me nothing. They said, is it your thyroid or maybe have high blood pressure or other blood? Nothing. So I kept going back to the doctor. One doctor had put me on blood pressure uh, medicine, made me sick. I stopped taking it. I feel like it just made it work. So every night, every night, I'm not going to even lie, every night I was back at the ambulance because my heart was racing. I didn't even know what was going on. I'm thinking I'm about to die. I'm like, who gonna take care of my kid? It was it was a it was a mess. So I was like, I went to the church, had people praying, pray for me, and you know, people saying, well, please, you must have done something. That's why God punched me. And I was like, you know what? And I couldn't. Even, it had got too so bad to where I could not even stay inside of my own house. <laughs> That's how bad it was. It was so bad that I couldn't stand. I can, as soon as I walked in the door, but as soon as I walked a little bit further into my house, it was like these black clouds, this black shadow. I was like, I couldn't stay there. It was like, I got to go. So every night, Lord, every night I was at somebody's house, somebody's house staying. Because I said, I went to my sister's house, but it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. They were like, well, please, you need to take some volume. You need to take some dancing. I was like, I'm not, I, I couldn't sleep at night. It was like my heart just, I didn't know what was going on. So the next day I went to the doctor and they put me on blood pressure medicine. I went to, every time we go to the store, <laughs> she said, high, high blood. they told me I had high blood pressure. So one day I went to the store, I had to save up some money, got me a blood pressure cuff. Put the cuff on my hand. I won't take, I, um, 
I went there and I couldn't really just like focus on nothing. I couldn't focus on nothing. I had to like, couldn't even go to school. I had to stop working. It was bad for like maybe for, oh Lord, for some months, maybe a year or two. It was just bad because every night I was in the back of the ambulance because I didn't know what was going on with me. I was like, what the? So I went back to my doctor and she was like, why did he put you on blood pressure medicine? Because you never had a blood pressure problem before. She said, that's why I don't do it. So she was, no, nobody knew what was going on. She was like, what the, what the hell is, what the hell is going on with me? Nobody knew. They said it was thyroid. They said it was blood pressure. They, nobody knew. Nobody. So, I said, okay. I don't know what, what is going on with me. If my kids would be dead to the world. I'll wake them up after they sleep and call 911. They'd be mad as I don't know what they're at that time. They wouldn't go to school. But they went to school, but they just be so tired. We'd be at somebody's house. It was horrible. And I felt bad because it's like I couldn't even enjoy my life and my kids could not enjoy their life. So then I moved into another apartment complex. And then one day I was I had got myself, I started feeling better. I said, okay, I'm gonna go back to school, go to work and stuff like that, because I wasn't at school. Okay. Went back, so one day I got in the car, and I was like, I felt fine and everything. All of a sudden, my heart started racing. I mean, like I thought my heart was about to jump out of my body. That's how bad, bad, fast it beat. Cause I was, I just said, okay, I see y'all later. I had work, did my little shift, did my little place. All right, see y'all later. Got in my car, and I'm go listen to some gospel music. This being me, turned around. Pulled over because I was like, okay, maybe it's nothing, maybe a pass. So I tried to go a little bit further. Oh no, it wouldn't even let me go no further. So I pulled up to a gas station and I had to tell her, can you please turn on my heart is racing? They were like, give my ass. I like an ass, but that's what people give when they're about to have a heart attack. I said, I know I ain't having a heart attack. So the ambulance came and got me. I was in a different city, so I was in Kilgore in Longview, which is not that far away, but I was in Kilgore. So they said, we, what hospital you want to go to? Kilgore or Longview? So I was about to say Kilgore, but I was like, my, my first thing was my kids. Who get my kids? My kids gonna be worried about me. I said Longview. So the man said, "Okay, we going to Longview." Boom. Okay, which is not that far. Maybe like 15, 10 minutes. Depends on how fast you drive. <laughs> Whatever. So Longview. So I'm in the back of the ambulance, and my heart is racing. He like, "Hey, do you drink anything? Are you dehydrated?" I said, "I drink water. You know, I drink stuff." He said, "You dehydrated? Anything going on?" Whatever. And he's like. And it hooked me up to the EKG machine. They was like, your heart is fine, whatever, whatever. What the I'm just thinking, like, what the hell is going on with my body? Or whatever. So I'm just thinking. So in the back of the ambulance, my heart still raced because he would not come back down. He said, well, maybe dehydrated. So they put me on some fluid. By this time, my heart rate's almost at 200. He's like, so he told me a maneuver, a little thing to make my heart rate drop. So he told me, "Put out using bear from this bear down." So it dropped a little, but that heart was still racing. <laughs> they didn't know I know because I wasn't dehydrated. So we got me to the hospital, and my heart was still going. So by that time, I had called one of my neighbors, you know, to make sure to get my kids or whatever. Because my kids, are, they they worry about me because I'm all they got. So they was like worried about me. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. This is what's gonna happen to my kids. So by that time, my neighbor had brought my kids up to the hospital where I was or whatever. And stuff like that, and um, they was worried about mommy. You okay? Then by that time, the doctor had came. He was like, "Well, you, your vitamin D and your all, all my vitamins off whack. They was low, so he gave me that. But my heart rate was still not go down. 
So he was like, okay, I think you have an uh, anxiety, a panic attack. I was like, what the, what is that? And he, and I, you know me, I'm going home and look it up. But, you know, because I was going to school to be an x-ray technician. I was trying to be in the medical field, which I do know. I do know some stuff. But I was like, okay. So I went. And I was like, okay. So by this time, he's like, I'm going to give you some Atenolol. Where it keep your heart rate at a certain rate. It don't go no higher. It don't go no lower. It stays base. I had to take it every day. Every day. Then, top that off. I had to wear a heart monitor. I was like, I'm about to die. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to die. I'm going to take care of my kids. All that type of stuff. So I was able to go home. So the next day, I had to go to the cardiologist to get a heart monitor. So I'm like, they put me on a heart monitor. He said, every time you feel something, you got to press this button, blah, blah, blah. So my whole life was like in shambles. I couldn't work at the time. And I had to just drop out of school. So I just couldn't even go to school. I just couldn't. I tried it, but it didn't work out for me, and I had to just quit working, and I didn't want to do that, but it's like my life was falling apart, like, this, my mind, just every which way, you talking about your mind, that mind had me somewhere where I did not want to be, so I, I was like, okay, so I went, when, when they wanted the church lady that I know, who was like a grandmother to my kids, which we had, uh, whatever she took me to the car because at this time I didn't I couldn't drive so she took me or whatever and um they did a stress test and they said ma'am there ain't nothing wrong with your heart no block you are stressing yourself out I need you to walk every day jog every day I was like okay I started doing that but that mind still had me somewhere else it was so bad to where I couldn't even as long as if I made it to work, I know it was okay. But I, if I had to drive home by myself, mm-mm, couldn't do it. It was, like, ridiculous. Your mind will have you someplace to where mm, I thought I was going to lose my mind. So I said, they told me to go to this place where they help people. I was like, I ain't crazy. No, that's my thing. I don't even see no therapist. I ain't crazy. <laughs> so I went to go see this lady in Longview. And she told me. Because my thing, she said, I cannot give you nothing for anxiety. I was like, okay. She said, I can't. It's all about breathing, whatever. And it's going to be like a wait list. I'm like, by, that, by the time I get in, I'll probably be crazy. Really crazy. So I was like, I just dealt with it the best way I can. I didn't like, I didn't like try to drink no sugar. I mean, I went cold turkey. I didn't drink no tea, no nothing. I just, I ain't drinking nothing that have sugar. And I lost a lot of weight because I think I just went cold turkey. I ain't eat no candy. I ain't do nothing. But my mind, it was like I was so depressed or whatever. It was like I just lost weight. I like a little. My kids said, they want me to go back there with a lot of crackhead. But I like that size. But whatever. <laughs> so I went. And then it was, my mind had me. It was bad. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Like if I take a shower and I felt like my heart, it felt like I was going to die. Because the. When you have anxiety or panic attack, it's like some of the symptoms that you have, it mimic a stroke. So I'm thinking, I'm about to die. One time, the ambulance did come to the, maybe came like two or three, maybe four. I'm going to say five. Five times to my new place because I just couldn't do it. And my neighbor was like, please calm down. But I was like, I didn't want to take no medicine. I just, I was not going to take no medicine. And I had made my mind up. If God cannot help me, I'm not taking no medicine because I did not want to be a person that's zoned out on medicine and couldn't function if I didn't take this medicine 
and I may I'm not taking it to this day. I'm not taking no medicine for no anxiety. So I told me Jesus had talked. Look, if you don't help me with this, you might just take me out because I, I don't know what else to do. So I'm gonna have to do a part two tomorrow about the other part of the my mind. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna have to pick up back where um, I have to I'm gonna make myself a note so I know what it's called. It. So when I um, I have to write this down about where I need to pick up at because it get juicy, honey. The mind I always like. I'm gonna say this: the mind is something else, and I really did. The devil really thought he had my mind because I was thinking it was to the point where I couldn't even walk into my house. I was like, I can't even walk into my house without it. Was like a black cloud, like a I don't know what it was, but it was just like something in that in my apartment that would not let me stay there. I was like, I'm losing my dang on my I can't stay in my own house. That's how bad it was, and it was sad because I was like, What did I do? And I was like, I felt like God was punishing me. Because what the you mad because I was like, God, you mad because I done had three kids out of wedlock and for the longest I thought God was pissed off at me for that. I really truly did. So I was like, Oh no, Jesus is so mad at me because I done had kids and that's why he causing all this pain on me. So I'm gonna have to get back to that other part. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome Friday. And join me back on tomorrow for part two about how the devil almost had my mind. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast. Just know you have the power to control your mind. You have that power. And I'm going to tell you how I conquered that power on tomorrow. So y'all be blessed. (laughs)